Is this normal? It's probably nothing serious. Maybe I'll feel better tomorrow. Emergency symptoms can be good at hiding. That's why you shouldn't ignore symptoms like chest pain, high fever, trouble breathing, or severe stomach pain. They could be a medical emergency in disguise. Thankfully, an Eastside ER is ready to serve you 24-7 with fast wait times and dedicated ER experts so we can quickly help turn your questions into answers. Visit eastsidemedical.com. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center, providing quality care to Gwinnett County and the greater Atlanta area for over 38 years. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. And a quick reminder that love is what makes a Subaru. Get big savings and enjoy their hassle-free experience, Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit Subaru of Gwinnett today and join their family and check out the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, follow them on Facebook and on social media for all the latest news, offers, and community events. I love Subaru so much that I gave them a shout-out before even introducing ourselves. Mike Salmond, Stephen Julian. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, by the way, you left out award-winning, and today we are an award-winning show because I got the stopwatch to work. Yes. I'm so excited. We're you, at 55 seconds and counting. You like too. playing with our new toys. I, it, it's Well, you, it's they're that so awesome, and they're on the wall. Why not use them? It's that Georgia Tech engineer in you. Yeah, so if occasionally you hear, seven minutes, you know, I'm gonna. it's me saying what where we're at on the show. Got that big old digital clock tells us what how much time we have. It. We're a minute and 10 seconds into the show. I know. Isn't that great? Yeah, very cool. <laughs> I'm also uh, honored to have with us Mercy Montgomery. She's the Economic Development Director with the city of Sugar Hill, one of our favorite cities here in Gwinnett county and laurie sosa is with the southern barter club and we'll talk to her in just a few minutes but first we'll start with mercy montgomery mercy good morning good morning mike the city of sugar hill so it's such a cool area we're members of the sugar hill business alliance we're up there all the time Stephen and i both used to live in sugar hill it has changed over the years for the good yes tell us all about sugar hill it's a great city. I moved to Sugar Hill about a year and a half ago from Athens, Georgia. was a little sad to leave my stomping grounds there, but I love being in Gwinnett. So Sugar Hill is the fourth largest city in Gwinnett, which is kind of surprising to most folks. We're located in the northern part of the county, right on the edge, and have some great neighbors in our area and have been doing a lot of good things with community development, community engagement, and also really transforming and creating our own downtown. So over the last couple of years, we've invested a lot of time and effort and energy in our e-center, which is a three-piece project. We have a community theater called the Eagle Theater. It's a gorgeous Art Deco 1930s style um, full-service performing art center. So that was uh, designed to pay homage to our history and founding as a city in 1939. On the other end of the e-center, we have a community gym, so that's free for anybody who lives in Sugar Hill or is a Sugar Hill gas customer. We've got an indoor walking track that's air-conditioned in the summer and heated in the winter, which is a nice feature. Community gym with pickleball, volleyball, basketball, and then community classes. And then in the center, the heart of the East Center is really our businesses. So we've got 40,000 square feet restaurant, retail. We'll have a rooftop bar coming. We've got some fantastic business partners that have chosen to really be part of the fabric of our community as we've grown. We have two mother-daughter-owned businesses, Latino-owned brewery, and a lot of great opportunities for people to come have an evening, an afternoon, a full day in downtown Sugar Hill. 
That's amazing. And you think, okay, wow, all these changes in Sugar Hill, these have probably been ongoing for 10 years. You, this has just been the last couple of years that all this has been happening. I think that says a lot about the, the community and, and the people that live there and the residents. There's so much support for what's going on downtown. Yeah, and this has really grown out, as funny you mentioned, 10 years, and it is something that's been very thoughtful and um, guided by our great community leadership, our city manager, and then the city staff that work on it day in and day out. But about a decade ago, we did a community survey and asked folks, you know, where do you want to see our community grow and change as Gwinnett grows and changes around us? And people said they wanted a space they could call their own. They wanted their own restaurants, their own community businesses, their own gathering space so that you can go and have a meal with friends and family and neighbors. You can go to a show in the Eagle Theater, whether that's a concert with your friends or a movie with your kids, or you can go check out award-winning performing artists in the bowl, or just be able to walk down the street in our entertainment district with a beer or whatever drink your choice is and have a fun time together that feels like your own rather than traveling to other. We have great neighbors again, uh, but people wanted something they felt like was theirs. And, and we're sitting here talking in September of 2019, and we've talked about all the development that's happened so far. One of my questions is, how much farther is it going to go? Uh, I know there are other city projects, but specifically about that e-center, uh, how much more is there to be added, and, and what can people expect in that particular area of downtown? That's a wonderful question. So we've really focused on situating the e-center as the heart of our growing downtown and setting the tone for what we wanted future development, whether that was something that was initiated by the city or realistically more along the lines of direct private investment. Um, but we've set the tone as an arts-focused community that is being built around relationships spaces for people to gather, to connect, to share ideas, to discuss, to, and just have a good time together. Um, so with that public investment, we've really generated a lot of direct private projects as well. So just across the street, we've got the Broadstone development that's gonna be bringing up additional housing opportunities to Sugar Hill. So that'll bring around 300 residential units to our downtown as well as some streetscape retail. It's also been a very collaborative process. So they're adding in a community park since our former city green was located there. And we've relocated the Veterans Monument to a new and improved project that's going on right now. Should be finished probably closer to the end of this year early 2020 and um, so that's going to really change the streetscape of Sugar Hill and we're, we're very passionate about understanding what our housing needs are and making sure that we have options for young professionals all the way up to folks that are young at heart so we also have the uh, Dogwood Forest project that's in progress and so that'll be an assisted living facility with specialized memory care that's going in a little bit further down West Broad and then the Prestwick development which is I believe has been branded as the Bowery is across adjacent from City Hall, close to Sugar Hill Church, and that's going to also provide residential opportunities, um, mixed use, some retail. I believe they're considering doing a brew pub on site, which is going to be a nice addition. And that is kind of integrated into the fabric of traditional single family homes that are close by. So we want to be able to provide housing opportunities so that everyone has a chance to live, work, and play in Sugar Hill. A lot of gems you've talked about the East Center, and you've got a beautiful city hall there and, and, and the bowl. Uh, and I want to f- focus on the bowl a little bit because you've got some fun acts that come through there. And I love, I've been to, I've already been to several concerts there. I love the intimacy. I mean, you feel like there, there's no bad seats. You're, you're close no matter where you are, but you've got some great acts coming up. Talk about some of the acts that you've had there and that you're going to have in the future. 
absolutely. So we can't reveal 2020 just yet. We're going to leave you guys in suspense. But um, we've had a fantastic season at the Bowl. Originally, we were planned to kick off in early May with Trace Adkins and Clint Black kind of double headlining. And unfortunately, weather had other plans. But Trace Adkins is actually coming back to Sugar Hill tonight. So he will be rocking the Bowl stage. And then Saturday, we have the Commodores. And that will close out our, our 2019 season. Uh, we had a sold-out Joan Jet show back in May and actually in early June and it was just electric atmosphere this is the first season we've been able to have the bowl as well as the e-center and so watching the play between all of our businesses and restaurants and the opportunity for people to truly enjoy a full entertainment district experience before and after has been phenomenal and one of the cool things I love about the bowl when it first came out was it 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 really kind of pays homage to the bowl the amphitheater-like bowl that was at E.E. E. Robinson, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so E.E. E. Robinson's a long-standing park at Sugar Hill. It's a great mixture. You know, the E-Center is all this retail, and, and, and it's more modern and up-to-date. A lot of buildings, E.E. E. Robinson, beautiful fields, lots of baseball fields, tennis courts, all this kind of stuff, and it had this amphitheater. So I felt like it was Sugar Hill's way of saying, no, no, we know what was one of the best parts about our place, and now we've just made it a little bit better and more centralized. So so kudos for that. That's not really a question. That's just a, <laughs> a kudos to that. But let me ask this question. Um, up to this point, and the E-Center is not fully full as far as retailers, right? You guys are still Correct. looking. So we'll make sure to listen to the end of the interview, and, and Mercy will tell you how to, <laughs> how to get a hold of her so you can bring more economic development to Sugar Hill. Um, how many visitors are, are how many people are, are do you guys have stats yet of what kind of traffic you're getting through the e-center that's a wonderful question i think it's still a little bit too early to say definitively what the draw is i can tell you we have at least seven thousand if not m- 7,500 by now, folks that have actively come in, had their photo taken, which is a big step for some people, uh, and and signed up for membership at our community gym. And that's really? just the gym portion. So, so that's membership. That so is you, membership. You can, you can draw some conclusions off that, that you're getting thousands and thousands of people coming through almost daily. Absolutely. Those are folks that we know have actively come and signed up and participated in the recreation side of things. And I know that our businesses are have, have felt very welcomed and supported and our Eagle Theater has hundreds of people week to week for our movie series so we've got a lot of folks flowing through well and what's better going to the community gym that I get to go to for free if I'm a if I'm a resident of Sugar Hill or a gas customer and then when I get done doing a nice good workout going down and having a little pizza or going down and having a little brew I mean that's that's the whole purpose of working out is so that I can go and not feel bad about the slice of pizza it's all about balance amen (laughs) Mercy is the and we're talking with Mercy Montgomery with the city of Sugar Hill she's the economic development director as the economic development director you mentioned already some of the restaurants and businesses that are downtown. What are some other businesses that you would like to attract to downtown Sugar Hill? That's a wonderful question. So we have been very intentional about the types of restaurants we've attracted. Um, we have a mother-daughter-owned coffee dessert wine bar um and then as i mentioned latino and brewery we've got central city tavern which is a great concept crazy dose pizza so there's a lot going on we wanted to create unique experiences we recognize that we have the benefit of being situated very close to 85 and mall of georgia and other options in the area but we wanted to create spaces that were unique to sugar hill so we're really looking for unique um concepts folks that are actively in investing in communities and want to be part of the fabric we're looking for people who want to be partners in this growth that we're uh, in the tone that we're setting Um, so we do have a couple of spaces still available in the e-center looking for maybe a really good ice cream shop that's kind of one of my weaknesses and then we've also got a rooftop bar space that's just 
stunning views of the bowl and our pond out in the that's area. A, that's available for it somebody ava- f- for the taking right it now. it is for the right tenant yes yeah. all right so, so we're it gonna, sounds like a business radio x studio uh, <laughs> we're broadcasting from above sugar hill that's right above the bowl i like that uh so um i'm going to test your uh how much of a politician you are okay because i'm going to add because you're not a politician you're the you're the economic director uh director of economic development of sugar hill uh, what's your favorite thing to do in Sugar Hill? That's a tough question. There's I know. A lot. <laughs> I know. You um, can only pick one. No, all right. I'm just kidding. Weeknight, it would be meet up with friends at the brewery for a beer. Okay. Um, Indio is an incredible group of folks. They have grown out of a love of home brewing, and so they've they change out their options on tap sometimes throughout the entire week. So wow. they're fantastic. Okay, love to go there. We also have great trivia nights, sometimes live music at some of our downtown restaurants. So um, either transitioning over to Central City, I love their buffalo cauliflower, uh, or grabbing a slice of pizza and walking around downtown. Nice. Okay, now. That was your favorite thing. So what are some of the other things that are right behind that? That I mean, what are if someone were to come down, what are some of the things that you would tell them? Oh, make sure you do this, 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 this. And now you can do as much listening as you want. All right. Wonderful. <laughs> um, so that was kind of my weeknight. I don't really have plans. We're going to do something off the cuff. If you have a chance to plan a trip to Sugar Hill, check our calendar for the Eagle Theater. We've got incredible productions. We've got Marshall Tucker Band coming up uh, in October. Unfortunately, but fortunately, it sold out in four hours. Um, and the, the the Eagle Theater, it does movies, it does concerts, it also does, does it do plays? and Yes. Live theater. Wow. Yeah. So okay, so it's got a broad range of what it can and do. And our Players Guild, our fantastic partners, they just wrapped up the production of Calendar Girls. They've got a radio Christmas show called The Games Afoot coming up in November. You'll like that. I actually am going to that. We, you ought to come with us. Okay. He yeah, is, like he is shaking his finger <laughs> at yes. me. Mike never does that. Old time radio. And, and you interrupted Mercy. Go ahead. Yeah. Go. So I just the, got excited. I'm sorry. The theater is fantastic. We really have a range of programming for everybody. I do go work out at the community gym. It's great. It's cozy. You know, I'll run into people that I know there, which uh, is a great thing. It feels relationships. You're yeah, talking about exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the bowl is fantastic. We're wrapping up the season there. And we've got a ton of community events coming up this fall. So want to extend an invitation for everybody to join us for Sugar Rush, October 19th. We've got a holiday celebration. Um, and there's, you know, programming throughout the week with our different community groups and our businesses as well with trivia nights. And you told us off air there are 14 different community groups in Sugar Hill. Yeah, uh, 14. Yeah. And and she told us she could give us all 14 <laughs> if given a little bit of time. But we're not gonna we're not gonna gum up this interview with that and and try and stump her on that. Mike, uh, one of the other things I wanted to meant throw over to you is uh, the Sugar Hill Business Alliance and other business groups have used the E Center, correct? Absolutely. And what's really cool is the, the 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 leaders there the mayor the you know the the people that are in the government part the politicians they're like your neighbor they are your neighbors too. i mean literally yeah. there's there's not that stuffiness that comes with some other some other cities i'm not yeah i won't mention, won't, won't mention it, just, it just feels good and they have welcomed the sugar hill business alliance and it's uh, a partnership it of, of government and business recognizing yep. that they can both help each other and i think one of the the compl- best compliments you could say about sugar hill that mercy kind of touched upon it is she already works there every day monday through friday yet she's going back at night she's working out there you're go- i mean you know you would think okay i'm tired of being around this place you can't get enough of it it seems I live three minutes from City Hall, so wow. I am truly in the fabric of the community, which I love. And and to your point, I 
it feels like the Sugar Hill Gang, <laughs> not to be punny, but uh, we Great we group all of books. <laughs> we all do everyone that works in City Hall, everyone that invests in our community groups, all of our volunteers, and the people that I get to connect with when we're crossing paths downtown and everybody's just walking around is incredibly friendly. They're excited to be part of the progress, and it feels like we're all there together. Live, work, play is more than a buzzword when it comes to Sugar Hill. They put their money where their mouth was and actually gave, they actually used public funds to create a public space that everybody wants to be a part of. What's, what's funny is when we went to the Eagle Theater to see Calendar Girls, some of the people that were taking tickets were actually city council members. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's, it's just, it's just it's, you know, Mayberry RFD to you know, use another... You know, bad. We've got Sugar Hill Gang, Mayberry yeah. RFD. So. I guess they need to come up with some Rota reference. But it's, it's wonderful because you're, you're, you're seeing this in so many cities, especially in Gwinnett County, where now the downtowns, it's happened in Lawrenceville. you you got uh, Duluth. Swanee. Uh, Duluth has gone Duluth, through yeah. it. Yeah, Swanee Town yeah. Center. None it, of them have a bowl, though. You know, uh, none of them have a bowl. And they, but, but you know, again, not to pick favorites, but every city has its own unique Well, they do it different, thing. right? Yes. Every, everybody does it a little different. Everybody, I love I love Swanee, and Sugar Hill's good, too. And so that's good. Like you said, you have good neighbors, mm-hmm. right? There you go. Yep. Well, Mercy, for those that would like to find out more about the city of Sugar Hill, maybe they want to you know bring their retail, restaurant, whatever, maybe. to your area. Maybe. Well, more after listening maybe. to this, I would think they're going to be on the phone right away. Absolutely. What's the best way to find out more or to move forward? Absolutely. Uh, our city website, cityofsugarhill.com. So that's a snapshot of everything that's going on in Sugar Hill. We also have really active social media presence. So follow City of Sugar Hill, Eagle Theater, Bullet Sugar Hill. We're all on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And that'll give you the best up-to-date reminders about all the great events we've got coming on this fall. My email is mmontgomery at cityofsugarhill.com. So if you have specific questions about growing your business in Sugar Hill, you're interested in more info about the East Center, our business alliance, or getting involved with our community groups, we'd love to help connect you with other folks in our city. Or just go to the gym, get on the treadmill, and Mercy will probably be on the treadmill <laughs> next to you. You can, you can talk business. There so you go. Getting a workout. Yes. And then you can go grab a beer and a slice of pizza. Multitasking and not feel balance, guilty yeah. at all. I like it. Mercy Montgomery, the Economic Development Director with City of Sugar Hill. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mike, the one question I didn't ask her was where the name Sugar Hill came from. But I know the answer to that. Do you know the answer? Enlighten me. So the rumor goes, the legend goes, that right where City Hall is, was there that was kind of a hill area top of the town and supposedly a large wagon full of sugar fell over and it made the uh, top of the hill white which looked like a snow-capped hill which doesn't happen in georgia very often and so it got the name sugar so that hill got the name sugar hill okay so, mercy says yes she's a, she's nodding her head see, yes there you go what very do i get cool. what do i get all right but and by the way uh mercy doesn't know this but you and i are very competitive you got two wonderful questions I did. out of her i did i only got one wonderful i did question i'm ahead i'm ahead and now that's ruined it because now Lori, you know you've you've messed it up so the second <laughs> guest she's she's all, now you've tilted her to think that she needs to say a good question to you it's, we got ex- wonderful which is exactly right. why i brought exactly. it up well that, that that now messes up all future results so but what isn't messed up is the idea of uh, getting a career at Waffle House. Waffle House manager trainees learn the business of serving others no matter their backgrounds. Then they are off on a path to great success. Waffle House promotes from within, so all operations management start in the same place as a trainee. Then they advance depending on their work ethic and ability to lead a team. They're looking for people who are ready to succeed. They're looking for people who want to grow as they grow. If this sounds like you, then go to whcareers.com today and learn more. And Mike, before I came to the studio today, I met a good friend for breakfast at Waffle House 
and they were do, conducting interviews and there were some awesome people that were coming in for interviews. I overheard a couple of them, overheard the manager doing the interviews. What a great place to work because I know it's a great place to eat. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Stephen, thank you very much. Joining us now on the program, Lori Sosa. She's with the Southern Barter Club. She's the CEO and founder and she has already wooed us because she brought us a bottle of wine. So we're already off to a very good start. <laughs> thank you, Lori. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you here. Talk about the Southern Barter Club and what you do the southern barter club um, has been in georgia for a little over 10 years now and so we have around 1,000 businesses that participate and simply put we're a membership network where the members the participating businesses agree simply to accept another type of currency so yes it's good old-fashioned bartering but it's actually um, through use of a of a cashless currency so it's a barter network and the, the buyers and sellers use a different type of uh, currency. So when people are interested in signing up to be part of the Southern Barter Club, can you walk through that, pro like, like let's take it from square one, walk through the process of what I would need to do, how do I sign up, what am I agreeing to at the very beginning? Absolutely. So it's $299 to open up an account, and that's what actually funds your account. So now you'll have 299 trade dollars that you can spend in our network. Even though you'll be earning them locally in Georgia, we actually reciprocate with over 50,000 other businesses around the world. And so, um, you know, most people think it means, you know, and there's like a brick wall. They think, I give you one thing and you give me back in exchange something else. And so then there's that challenge of, what well, am I even interested? Or is the value even there, right? So um, with a barter club, you're joining, you, you now have 299 that you could start with, or you could just say, okay, here's my offering. I'm going to make available my dentistry appointments. I'm a dentist and I'm in you know, such and such area and um, I have slow times and so I rather use my slow times productively by saying I'm open to a new currency. And so everything else is the same. So the way they would have charged in cash, they now simply you know, in lieu of cash, except these trade dollars. Are there members who join and don't really offer any services? They just put in money and then and then try and get back services. And it, or is do you always have to offer some services? It's it's an actual currency. So okay. we teach our clients how to integrate using this new currency, how to earn the currency. So it's leveraging underutilized assets. It's leveraging resources, professional services, inventory. So everybody and every business has their own cost of doing business. So in a service-based business, I've got time slots that are available that I could barter for something else. If I'm a retail business, I've got inventory. The, this line of clothing is not selling as well as I'd like, so I'll put it out here to try and barter and get something back in return. Exactly, okay. exactly. So we have c customers that also love the not just the spending power, which was, is amazing. We're going to have brokers that find new spending power. But they also love the opportunity to use it strategically to gain a new market, to enter into to, you know new areas that maybe they want their business to grow. And you know what happens when you do a good job, <laughs> you know, whether it be cash or whether it be you know in another currency, is this word of mouth advertising. And so they love how you know when they're doing a job, it could be a carpet cleaning company that accepts a project on barter, pulls up, and they're in their van, and there's writing on the van. And so all the neighbors now see, oh, you know, XYZ, you know, carpet cleaning company was in the neighborhood. And they could jot down the number, or they may just simply ask the person that, you know, had the carpet cleaning. They paid in, in trade dollars versus cash dollars, equivalent value, 
but um, they may say, can you recommend them? Were you happy with them? And now it results in word of mouth advertising and cash business as well. Lori, I'm allowed to ask one very, very ignorant question on at least one episode, and I've already <laughs> avoided it in the first interview, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw it out now. So please tell me if it's ignorant and, and it's unfair to, to answer this question. But uh, is I, I was sitting here wondering about the 299 to get started. I know some of that is to cover administrative costs. What you do is not free, and there's an infrastructure there that people need to pay for. Is part of it also so that the people entering the network, their first experience can be with getting something in return. They have some money to spend right away rather than, well, I'm not going to spend anything until my services get picked up. Is that part of the thinking behind that? It is, and that's a very good question. <laughs> ah, dang it. But it doesn't count, so, but thank you. Yes, yeah, so the, the 299 um, is funding their account right away so they can get engaged right away with spending their money. Um, they could go to dinner that night, get some business cards printed, etc. But the reasoning behind it actually besides that is we really want our businesses to get engaged. So sometimes when things are not, um, you know, when they're simply just given and it's free and there's not, a, there's not much of a commitment um, that, that way. And we found that 10 years later. So we want our, our we don't just want a directory. Yeah, yeah, we don't just want a directory yeah. of a thousand businesses. We want them engaged. Yeah. We want them trading and attached to every trade because there's literally, you know, the, the role of Southern Barter Club is we're the third party record keeper. We manage the debits and the credits. We send out real time statements, monthly statements, quarterly, year end 1099s because it is a taxable um, income. But our role is also um, is putting two businesses together that otherwise would not have been engaged. They may know of each other. They may, you know, may have um, thought about doing business together, but have they really um, been engaged and, and, and conducted commerce? And so that's beautiful about the Barter Club is we're not going to introduce this dentist to, you know, this uh, pizzeria over here owner that, you know, already is paying cash. That would not make sense. We're not here to take away cash business. Actually, um, bartering helps you keep your cash in your business. And, and gain market share and gain new clients. And so there's a lot of you know other benefits we got besides the spending power. But attached to every trade when we are actually doing the brokering, putting the clients together, maintaining the directory, and being the third party record keeper, there's a 6% cash transaction fee. So I'll just give you a quick example. We were talking about theaters. There's a theater here in Georgia um, that wanted to be on some billboards. So for six months, I think it was like $10,000 um, for the fees to be on the billboards. So instead of spending 10000 cash to be on the billboards, what they did was they gave us season passes and being able to also rent out the theater, like the lobby, you know, for an event or something like that. And that's something our brokers now put out to the network. And so it could be a business that says, oh, we're going to gift these to our employees or we're going to use this as an incentive tool, you know, to our sales commissioned, uh, you know, employees, et cetera. And so instead of spending, you know, $10,000 on billboards, the little 6% fee, processing fee, was $600. Where can you get on a billboard for $600 for six months to be on a billboard for $600? And we're bringing a whole new market share, a whole new you know, uh, group of people over, the, you know, over time that's going to be coming into the theater. And, of course, again, you know, word of mouth advertising results from that. Our guest is Lori Sosa with Southern Barter Club. Let's try to dismiss some myths out there about bartering. Uh, number one, okay, you mentioned like a dentist. Oh, well, if it's a dentist and they're a barter club, they must not be very good. 
<laughs> you get some quality people and quality products, number one. And so let's talk about that. And secondly, too, the, the, the scope of services and products available, because people may be thinking that are not uh, familiar with barter clubs. There's probably not a whole lot of stuff that I'm really going to want. It's stuff that nobody else it's wants. It's a dollar store. It's they all can't, yeah, really, they really can't really get rid of things. it by yeah. cash, yeah. so they're going to offer it for trade. Well, that's an interesting question and a good question that you brought interesting. up. You got interesting. Yeah, interesting. That's good. Thank that's you. good. Thank you, Lori. So, yes, it's a really um, creative way, an innovative way to push out excess and aging inventory. And so that is available. But the reality is every business has their own cost of doing business. And so for a restaurant, you know, the water is boiling for the pasta. The electricity's on. The wait staff's there. And so um, if there's empty tables, you know, and we could actually bring in clients that they otherwise would not have had, if they earn $1,000 in, in, in a month, let's say, $1,000 that they would not have had otherwise, their cost of doing business is maybe, you know, $300. And so now when they say, I want to make an improvement and have some upholstery or I want to have newspaper advertising or be on a billboard or whatever they want to use that 1,000 trade dollars to let it build up to make an impact and, 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 and get something using those 1,000 trade dollars, um, you know, the reality is that, you know, they, they made an investment. Re really, it could have cost them maybe $300 when they actually, you know, got to receive the end result of $1,000 of, of realized um, purchases. I, w I was thinking it so some businesses use a service like Groupon or what you're it's the chance to bring in more clients absolutely a and that, some that, of those clients can become cash paying clients down the road and if they stay barter clients there's still a value you receive in return and it's a whole lot better than sitting empty absolutely <laughs> absolutely and so if you go into a, a a restaurant for example and you purchase maybe i'm an attorney and i make available my my uh, legal services and accept the trade currency and i bank them for when i want to use them i may have a potential client that i want to meet for lunch and so i'm going to look in the directory and conserve my cash and say okay i'm going to go and use you know uh, a restaurant in the directory and so when i go business as usual we have a nice lunch you know a, a nice meeting and then when we go to pay i simply put my barter card inside the you know the um the, fo you know, the folder and so now when they come back i pay cash for the taxes and the tip but the the meal was was on barter the restaurant owner earned the barter dollars i'm happy i got to spend the barter dollars but guess what the person that i brought my client was not a, in the barter system they were now introduced to a, a new restaurant perhaps that they never had been in and then hopefully if it was a great experience, they're going to come back with their mate or their, you know, their, their colleague or, you know, they're going to recommend the restaurant. So we're talking restaurants. You mentioned dentists, um, billboard advertising, I assume travel agent. Tell me if I'm wrong. Travel agencies. Oh, my goodness. I mean, just yes. go, is there anything that's not in there? That might be that with a thousand businesses, right. the better question. I've actually it's up, seen, to the, it's up to the imagination. And you never know. It, I've seen in some barter clubs, I mean, trade for a vehicle. Oh, yes. Yeah. We we've, we've, we've do. I mean, it's not something that we have regularly, but right. we have two or three, um, you know, automobile um, used automobiles uh, outlets. And, um, you know, maybe in one year there may be two or three. Um, but if it's something that's a request that keeps coming in and we get referrals because we grow the database off of, you know, of referrals and demand. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, automobiles, we've sold several boats, trailers, we've sold land, we have land right now. 
um, up in the North wow. Georgia mountains. Yeah, wow. plastic surgery. Um, my children, when they were younger, they're now in high school, but from three years old till they were 12 years old, they were in an American Montessori International, 20,000 a year that I, was spent on, on trade dollars. I think you, you bring up a good point. Let's say I'm a painter. And I'm willing to trade out, you know, I don't have $3,000 or whatever to get braces for my child, but I'll tell you what, I'll trade out and paint somebody's house in exchange for those trade and dollars, and then I'll use those with a dentist to right. get braces so there's no cash out of my pocket. Exactly. And the dentist doesn't have to have, that's the beauty of it, doesn't have to have the need for painting. Exactly. So the it's dentist simply else. says, yeah. I, I am open to accepting another form of currency. And so they just accept it, and then they, you know, bank it for when they want to spend it on something. What kind of businesses are you looking for? Who would you like to attract that maybe you don't have yet? Since it's an organization that's made up of businesses, the biggest demand that we have is printing and signage and, um, you know, advertising, marketing. Those are, you know, big demands. And then um, we're always open to hotels and restaurants and, you know, healthcare services you name it. The stuff but, that everybody needs. <laughs> but it's up to the, the imagination. And what we do is we actually teach our clients how even though they as a member get this valuable database and, and you know the brokering service, but they could actually consider themselves as a broker, which is amazing. We have we had a, a woman who's a virtual assistant that wanted to get her, um, you talk, we talked about Montessori school, wanted to get her children to Montessori school. And so in the directory, there were four or five, and they were literally like, minutes from her home but she wanted one very specific one so we have a form that's called the buyer's order form where we fill it out and we let we approach like a cold call and go on her behalf and the woman was just like wasn't interested didn't get it and that's okay and it wasn't for her and wasn't interested so we then said look you have a valuable directory find out what it is that she's getting ready to spend cash on in the next 30 60 90 days and you broker it you pay for it with your barter dollars and it turned out that they needed um, spirit wear and they needed a $13,000 playground set. And so we have a playground manufacturer that she used her barter dollars and got the playground built for the Montessori school. They never joined Southern Barter Club, that's okay. But our client won. <laughs> she got what she wanted and she was able to get them the spirit wear and she was able to get them the playground. And so her, you know. The look on Steven's face right now. <laughs> well, listen, so my day job is I'm an independent financial advisor. My compliance department doesn't allow me to say much beyond that. But one of the things that I was sitting here thinking is there are times when I'm working with clients. One of the things my industry does not do a good job of is educating at times. We, we kind of talk over people's heads. And, and when we find a good financial investment idea, everybody does it and it confuses people. I would imagine there's a level of education that goes into learning how to do bartering. But you already said it. You said we try to teach our clients. You'll you'll hold their hand as much as Absolutely. you can to help them have this be a successful thing. Absolutely. So um, we you know encourage once a month we have a networking event and orientation onboarding. And um, that's where most of the activity starts is, you know, right firsthand. You know, it's, it's usually smaller numbers, maybe 20, 25 that, that come in. Um, but that's where they get excited. They get to understand. They hear other, you know, members that just joined or recently joined and how, what they could do to get out of the trade. So that's one thing that we do. And then schedule an appointment over the phone. Come to our office and let us walk you through the software. Let us, you know, for, we just had a, a woman who owns a, a Italian linens uh, business, a boutique, and she just brought, went to the office the other day and she brought us $6,000 worth of beautiful from Tuscany and, and different parts of Italy, placemats and tablecloths and et cetera, all brand new and beautiful, but she wanted to make a purchase and get new websites and, and redesign her, her business. And so she came to the office and didn't want to wait, you know, until we had our monthly orientation. We welcome that. 
And then once a year, we do have an expo. It's the first Sunday of, of December. And there's a lot of trading activity that goes wow. on there. <laughs> That's fun. A lot of great information. Thank you, Lori. We're running a little over, but I do want to ask you one quick question. I'm hearing all this barter talk. Are there tax benefits, tax advantages to using barter rather than cash to both either the one that's looking for the service or giving the service? That's a good question. Uh, yes. Basically, the, uh, there's no tax implications other than, the, than as if it was a cash transaction. The barter transaction is the same. So there's no um, disadvantages to bartering. But the advantage of bartering is it's new, newfound business, business you wouldn't have had otherwise. But at the end of the year, you will be getting a 1099 from your barter club. It's, we're, we're the third-party record keeper. It's, it's the law. You need to be reporting it. It spends like cash, and the value is like cash. And our clients that, you know, most of our clients have been with us since we opened our doors 10 years ago. The key is there's no difference, right? No. Uh, it's mm -mm. no it's difference than doing cash business. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. For those that would like to find out more about the Southern Barter Club, where can they get that information? www.southernbarterclub.com and we also have sbcadvantage.com which is beyond barter unbelievable oh. deep discounts and significant savings outside of barter she just gave a tease Ooh, interesting okay thank you Lori. very much thank you for having me Lori sosa with southern barter club here on gwinnett business radio by the way uh we need to we need to uh, decide on the scale is wonderful question better than good question and what are the points for interesting question? <laughs> so interesting question well, gets is five times worth more. So I think I won today. Well, <laughs> wait a minute. I got the interesting question. You got good question. Oh, I and, thought I had and interesting question. I got two question. wonderful questions to your one. Well, the interesting question. then is a minus three. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. What I do know is I can tell you what what it means for quality care that's close to home. Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center, and they've been a community health care leader for over 39 years, nationally recognized for patient safety. Eastside focuses on delivering quality care with exceptional outcomes by using the most advanced technology and experienced physicians. For more information on Eastside System of Care, visit eastsidemedical.com. That was a great read. That you, was a wonderful you read. You just got a plus you know three. It. You won. I got All right, fine. <laughs> want to thank uh, Mercy Montgomery, City of Sugar. Hill for joining us and Laurie Sosa with the Southern Barter Club. A reminder, you can listen to this show or any of our shows. What, seven years or so yeah. worth of shows now? Of uh, wonderful shows with you award as a Award-winning shows. Award-winning. Yes. You're an incredible host, though. Uh, well, you're um, a wonderful host. <laughs> I'm you're so an, lost And right Trey now. is an interesting producer. Go to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and click on Gwinnett Business Radio, and you'll see all our shows and the thousands of guests that we've had over the years. Two great guests today. Thank you both for joining us. And for Trey and for our listeners, we'll see you next time here on Gwinnett Business Radio. Uh, 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 uh.